an official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful, but here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbake. Let's talk about money. Money mistakes. We've all made them. Those blunders or miscalculations that end up costing you money and maybe upset some financial stability you worked on building. I know I've made plenty of money mistakes. If you made mistakes with money, you're really just normal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One one thing that I wanted to talk about today was the Stupid Mistakes Fund, which is a small savings account separate from my main emergency fund that I use to cover mistakes that aren't emergencies but are unexpected. Um, And, you know, I love having different kind of buckets of money. I've talked about sinking funds before, but I love the Stupid Mistakes Fund. Um, because it's covered a lot of things where it's just like, it's my fault, um, but they cost me money. So like I had a time where I had a, I paid for something really big on my credit card and I wanted to just pay it off immediately. Uh Um, and instead of like waiting for the next auto pay to go through. So I paid it off immediately, but bank of America was not smart enough to realize that it had been paid to zero. And so they pulled it out twice of my account. So they ended up owing me money. Like my credit card balance was negative, but I it almost overdrafted my account. The only reason it didn't overdraft my account was because I had my stupid mistakes fund set up as my overdraft protection account. Oh, I like that. So, um, and you know, also like everything I put on the credit card was just coming off of the credit card balance that they owed me the next month, which was weird. weird. They they fixed that. It doesn't happen anymore. They were like, "Yes, we've had many people report this as a problem." I'm like, "Yeah, this is a basic accounting <laughs> situation, right?" I've also used it a lot when freelance checks have been delayed, right? You know, freelancer Mm -hmm. getting paid is always one of the hardest things. And sometimes I've just had like months go by where there's no income coming in. And I use my stupid mistakes fund, which is like, it's not really my stupid mistake. It's their stupid mistake, but I've still used it. Stupid mistakes are stupid mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, you can call it my stupid mistakes fund, just a stupid (laughs) mistakes fund. And then I had one time where I bought a plane ticket for the wrong date, like a month off. Oh my God. And I bought it because it was on sale. And then I ended up having to like repurchase it. Oh, and of course you can change it for no fee if you realize within 24 hours but i didn't realize it until like 25 <laughs> no it was like it was like three days it was like 72 hours later oh and i was just like oh my gosh so not only did i miss better the than sale, in the airport <laughs> uh, yeah right but not only did i miss the sale i also like had to buy two tickets essentially because it was non-refundable so I, I bought that out of the stupid mistakes fund and then library fines i get them all the time and i consider that you know I actually just kind of build them into my budget Library at this fines, point. Yeah, cheaper yeah. than buying books. Right. <laughs> Maybe. It depends on... I have like a... I get a lot of books out of the uh, library. Me but, too. But I moved a block away from the library partially just as like a, uh, you know, money-saving tactic because now I live close enough. It's There's really no excuse. I'm always afraid a librarian will break my pinkies for <laughs> really? non-payment. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in AmeriCorps, um, so I wasn't making very good money. I was also, I was also volunteering at the library like five hours a week. 
And I left on a trip. I went on a speaking tour and I thought I always have like 25 books out from the library at any given time because I have mm-hmm. like a problem. And I thought I had returned all my books, but it turned out there was like a pile in the communal living room of my house the whole time I was gone on a speaking tour for like three weeks. Oh, no. And I came back and I had like $75 in library fines, which was just there was just no way I made $800 a month. Like it was just not practical. They're pretty forgiving. I had sometimes. to like call an appeal and I was like, I'm a volunteer. Like <laughs> I'm at the library like five hours a week. I just totally did not realize that the like these books were like, you know, and this was back before you could like check or renew them online. Like you could do it on the phone, but you had to call an actual oh, yeah. phone number. I, I never even think of renewing books. That's just something that like never Re- occurs to me. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I should. I, I'm I re- also a fast reader. I renew like... books all the time, but I also like impulse shop at the library. So when I'm mm-hmm. stressed out, I will go to the library and buy, aka check out library books. I think my biggest, well, I actually had one big money money mistake where again it wasn't my fault but uh the check for rent i deposited from someone was they mistook the zeros for sixes and since the written number didn't match the numeric number the whole thing bounced oh no and my card was declined when i bought a beer which was frightening but (laughs) was resolved oh man that's stressful yeah i've had like my health insurance be pulled because I had changed my bank account and they I had updated it but all healthcare payment systems are kind of antiquated and so mm-hmm. they like didn't they were like oh we didn't I actually switched it to a credit card because instead of a bank account which is like a silly way to pay for your health insurance I mean I pay it off every month but I switched to a credit card because I was just so sick of them <laughs> having trouble with oh, it. Oh that's a good idea right right so because the credit card will just be more likely to go through regardless. Yeah huh. yeah yeah and it was just that my like routing number had changed um, because my bank had been acquired but I. <laughs> again not your fault. <laughs> yeah once again like not my fault but you know health insurance I can't be without it so. Well, we're going to dive into more money mistakes today. Um, we have Jen Hemphill, host of the Her Money Matters podcast and author of a book by the same name. Jen is a military spouse and bilingual Latina who helps women who are tired of the traditional money advice break out their inner financial confidence so that they can claim their own unique version of financial freedom. She's a money confidence coach and accredited financial counselor. And when she's not talking money, she enjoys a good dance-off, photography, coffee, chocolate, traveling, working out and spending time with her husband and two boys. Jen, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I am too. I'm excited to be here. And I'm a, I'm a fan of your show, um, so I'm oh, happy, so happy to have you on here. And you have, a, you have a book that's coming out, right? It actually did come out. It came out in February. Oh. Or, uh, wait, February? I don't even know. One month? We're in April. We're in April. It's <laughs> tax day in two I, weeks. Oh my gosh. It's been such a blur with so much stuff going on with the book that I'm like, what? Are we April already? What's what? Well, let's just jump in, Jen. Uh, this episode's all Sounds about good. money oops situations. What's a messy money mistake you've made? Oh, I have made many of those <laughs> for sure. And through those, I've really learned lessons. So really what I've done is um, through the money mistakes, I have made are the lessons that I have learned. So for example, one of the things that I didn't realize was how my upbringing, as great as it was, my parents are fantastic parents, uh, it affected how I treated money. So, and I know we're going to get into money stories a little later, 
But that's one of the mistakes that I made was not realizing that, right? So that was a big lesson. And another one was that I was one of those people being, we, we are both in the finance space where I've read the personal finance book. So definitely a typical uh, money nerd. And I was so into those uh, personal finance books that I followed them to the T. And I realized the mistake was that I followed, if I followed their advice, but I didn't listen to my own intuition mm. because experts, they're speaking to the masses, right? And experts are experts in money, but they're not experts in you. We are only experts in ourselves. So that's another mistake or lesson, if you will, that I learned. And another one was that not to overcomplicate money. Yeah. Because with life, we it brings a lot of emotions, right? We can have these fantastic days, so we have these emotions of excitement, or we can have overwhelming days where we have emotions of maybe fear or sadness or a lot of stress in our lives. And that, those are the emotions uh, really blurs what we see and how we manage our money, because that can make how we manage that money more complicated. Yeah. You know, one of the things we, we talked about um, inheritances a couple weeks ago, and one of the things we talked about is that that is almost always an emotional time, right? When an inheritance comes mm-hmm. into your life, there's usually, usually it's because someone close to you has passed um, or just any kind of windfall, right? So like an insurance payout, inheritance, uh, you know, a settlement from from a crash or something like that. It's an emotional time. And quite often that can lead to people being either preyed on by scamsters or just making decisions that later they look back and go like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, because I was I was in this really emotional state. Like I had a friend who got hit by a car and um, ended up getting like a hundred thousand dollar payout, you know, and and she was in a lot of pain. She she was a pedestrian, got hit by a car and she years back has looked back years later has looked back and gone, man, I don't have no idea where that I got six figures in my 20s. And I have no idea where it went. You know, people told me mm-hmm. to buy a house. They told me. To, but but she was very like she was recovering from really major surgery. She'd had this really traumatic thing happen to her. And kind of the money just kind of floated away right over the course of a year. <laughs> um and I think I think that people fail to account for the fact that like we think we can be really rational money nerds, but it turns out that we are still humans, <laughs> and emotions absolutely. end up playing into absolutely. money like all the time. Oh, absolutely, and we just need to be aware of that, and that's why it's, I think it's just so important. Granted, life is going to happen, and those emotions are going to come and go, right? And it's a matter of two things: it's a matter of how we deal with emotions, which is the hardest part, right? (laughs) And also the second part is having a plan in place and systems in place for your money, right? So making sure that however you're managing your money is working for you. Uh, For example, in the the case of your friend, uh, if she was going through an emotional time with her accident, so she didn't, maybe didn't have a plan in place for that money, right? because there were so many things going on emotionally. Uh, and uh, But if maybe and she had, and I'm not saying she did anything wrong because that's a, that's a tough thing to deal with, but if there was something in her uh, system in place prior to for any sort of emergencies or any those type of things that we just don't think of, maybe it could have been different, right? So it's about 
being knowing how to deal with the emotions that you that come through when life happens, uh, which is the hardest part, as I said, is and making sure that you have a plan in place for your money. I'm talking about how you manage your money, your system, meaning are you um, using a cash envelope system, maybe a more of a virtual envelope system? Are you doing using some sort of software? What kind of plan for your money in terms of I, I say budget plan. Uh, whatever you what want to call it whatever you want to call it that's all it is is a plan is you telling your money what to do that's plain and simple so you really need to have those in place as well well thank you so much for joining us jen is there anything you want to add for our listeners no this has been fantastic i enjoyed talking with you uh, it's been a blast and i appreciate you having me awesome and if you want to get a copy of jen's book and learn more about money stories you can uh head to Amazon and look up Her Money Matters. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We had some listeners write in with money oopses of their own. Yeah. Isaac said, I withdrew my piddly 401k early to pay down debt a few years back, and I thought everything was gravy, and then the IRS came calling with an auto-amended tax return. Apparently, I didn't actually report the withdrawal. And I owed $1,700. Talk, talk about the past coming back to haunt me. Whew. Gina says, I once wanted to impress a girl who started going out with me. So we went to a lot of bars, cafes, the cinema, clubs, etc. And it worked. We moved in together. But during that time, we also burned through all of my savings. So about half a year later, we found ourselves so poor that we had to get free food from the church for several weeks before we got back up financially. Whew. I'm glad that I didn't, Gina's not in that situation anymore. But whew. All right. Robert said, when I was 19, I clicked pay statement balance instead of minimum payment. I did not have the money and the bank refused to cancel the payment. I overdrafted and had to do a cash advance off the same card to cover it, which took the interest rate from 12% to 22% plus a $10 cash advance fee. Oh, that reminds me of, so I lost my wallet. I lose my wallet. Like I actually haven't lost it in like four years now, which is a record for me, uh-huh. but I lose my wallet all the time. Every four years. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and last time, no, two times ago when I lost my wallet, I was in Italy and I lived in Germany at the time and I had to make a collect call at like 3 a.m. to the States oh, no. to get someone to wire transfer me money because I, I had like, I was down to 20 euros and I had to get back home to Germany. And um, it turned out that a wire transfer that is immediate has to be done on a credit card and the credit card company treats it as a cash advance fee instead of just a regular credit card payment. So ended up, you know, it was only like a hundred bucks or something like that, but it ended up costing like more 25 bucks or something. (laughs) Thank you parents for bailing me out. If you're listening to this, I really appreciate you doing me a wire transfer in Italy. Um, But uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Don't lose your wallet in foreign countries. I passed Lily. Pro, pro tip. Yeah. yeah. I, and then I, I lost it a couple years ago, again, 10 days before I left on an international trip and two days before I had to fly cross country. And it had my only form of ID, which was my passport in it. And uh, it cost me about $260 to get an expedited passport, take a train to Seattle, cancel the first leg of my plane ticket uh, so that I could go directly from the passport office in Seattle oh, of time. <laughs> to the Seattle airport. I, I literally walked out and straight onto the train to the airport to then fly to D.C. Um, and the worst part was before I left for my trip, they had found the, they found the wallet with my passport in it. Wow. So, but it didn't matter because I'd already paid you for already it. You already canceled it. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. Don't do that. Don't lose your wallet. 
All right. Well, that's some pretty good money oopses. I'd love to hear if you have any more money oopses and what you maybe learned from them um, or didn't learn. Maybe you keep making the same mistake again and again, like me and my wallet losing. Just a reminder that Oh My Dollars Weekly Money Advice is out on tax day, April 17th, as a cat-filled personal finance workbook. We're having a launch party on May 17th at Outlets PDX, which is at 25th and Sandy in Portland. I'd love to see you there. You can learn more at ohmydollar.com slash book and also get a copy of the personal finance workbook covering everything from investing to student loans. That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Roaming. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki and our host is Lillian Kerbick, your personal finance educator. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to manage your money so that it doesn't manage you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.